The ugly truth will always be free, so it's clear the Uggs aren't in it for the money. But if you're a fan, we'd appreciate any support you can give. Visit UglyTruth.com and check out the Support the Truth column on the right. You can donate, download our mobile app, or shop the Ugly Mall. All proceeds go right back into the show. As always, thank you, and now, on with the Ugly Truth. Are you ready for another mind-altering dose of the sisters who will say just about anything? Jamie. Hey, look, she's alive. She's walking around. She's mowing her patch. And Paula. Never mind. It was me. Go back to what you were doing. Everything's fine. Welcome to another unfiltered episode of The Ugly Truth. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, special edition, episode 110. No, it's not a special edition. It's just episode 110. Yay! 110. So welcome, listeners. Thank you for listening to us, downloading our episodes, buying from our Amazon links. And you could, guys, you, know, you could buy some Avon if you wanted to. It'd be all right with us. If it's you'd like great. to do that. It's great. So thank you, everybody, for checking in with us. We are recording late because we wanted to discuss at length the Bruce Jenner episode that was on ABC with Miss Diane Sawyer last night. So thank you, Producer Dub, for editing and producing the very last minute for us so that we can have this out on Sunday. Before we begin that, though, I want to say, and I very rarely do this, I was hatched. I don't have birthdays. Yes. However, my children, I actually birthed those children. And so because I went through the pain and hell and the episiotomy, I would like to wish my lovely firstborn, Tyler, a happy birthday today. Happy birthday, Tyler. (laughs) I think he was probably, even though he was your first one, Mm -hmm. I would say out of all the babies, he would was probably the easiest delivery if if i had to say so you know every you know i do not have flawless deliveries no you don't i have really good pregnancies wait wait, super- wait 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 you know what, what? what? i'm just gonna stop you right there what <gasps> oh my god oh my god see it, it's almost like praying before you eat it, it has really, to happen we, we have, have to, to say the ug before we can commence hold on show. you can't go first though i have to go first okay so hold on ready ug, ug. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> oh my god that's but you know what i'm gonna blame it on my allergies because well I'm, your son's having a birthday so that yeah. kind of you know kid things tend to trump you know our own personal everything we may be selfish but we're not bad parents That's we're good right. parents we put our children <laughs> that sounds first. like a meme or a meme or whatever a they meme. Call it. <laughs> we may be selfish but we're not bad parents <laughs> sounds like something phil dunphy would say i don't know Okay, so yes, happy birthday, Tyler, and I remember it well. You know, that's the thing is that I am very fortunate that I have a very long memory, which is why I don't forgive too many people when they do me wrong, because I can mm-hmm. remember it like it just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I remember when I uh, went into labor, Beverly Hills 90210 was on. Oh, that was such a good show. It was a good show, and we were watching it, and it was, I believe it was the college years, because oh, it was towards the end. That was okay. That You I know, the college like years bugged me, because it was just so not relatable, I guess. Well, yeah, because it was like, you know, it was C-U-L-A, you know, instead of UCLA. They lived on the beachside condo, and no one yes. had jobs, and... Yeah, they know. had, they lived in Malibu, and they Drove had this... Porsches, and... Two million dollar condo on the beach stupid but anyways but yes so i had him 
You know, as far as deliveries, I suppose he was the easiest. However, he was my first, so I didn't know what to expect. Right. And so in that aspect, it took forever to have him. True. He was the smallest. He was. And I remember vividly him kicking, like flutter kicking out of my uterus when he was being born. (laughs) So he was a natural born swimmer from birth. (laughs) Natural born swimmer. He came out with his eyes wide open and was ready to go. And, you know, he's one of the more gentle souls that I have in my life, actually. Yeah. But so happy birthday before I start getting teary. Oh, well, that's so sweet. <laughs> I can't believe he's when I said today we were talking, I'm like, well, he's 22. And you're like, he's 23. I'm like, what? He's because, middle-aged. <laughs> well, because I was a teenager when he was born, but I, I still remember it. And, you know, Tyler growing up, he it's like he had five mothers. Because he really did. You know, all his aunts and his grandma, you know, mm-hmm. we all like that boy had so much love. It's, he did. It's ridiculous. So when we look at him now, you know, we still remember the Tyler Tot walking around in diapers and you I know, do. And his long curly hair. Yes. And, and asking for juice and all the time. You know, yeah. <laughs> we we going to so. go. Where are we going to go? He always wanted to go somewhere. He Every hated being time I hear that. What's that? Uh, it's a Tim McGraw, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill song. Oh, um, shoot it'll come to me but i remember him always singing it and he liked alan jackson maybe that's what it was but he was always singing he he was so and he's still he's a huge he's a big musician he loves loves musicianship all of his uh guitaring and his oh i know what it was it matters to me he sang that yeah i didn't know that i don't know what to say don't know, don't what, know to what to do. do. Oh, that's don't. right. He, he used did. to sing that song all the time. <laughs> of course, it Sorry, didn't come don't. out like, you know, real words. It was like, do, do, just, do, do, do. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Little that's boy. what babies do. He'd be in the backseat of the car. Yes. And then so. he. Yeah, I'll never so- forget one time I was at the bank and I had him with me. Mm. And um, I was, I was, on, he was on my hip. And um, I was filling out a deposit slip or something like that. So, I mean, I must have been 16. Back maybe. in the day when we had to fill out deposit slips. I mean, bank. I was I was. When you had no. to go to the bank. Yeah, and I wasn't very old. I was like 16, I yeah. think. But, you know, I babysat him often. And so someone's just like, oh, are you doing errands with mommy? And I'm oh like, yeah, that's right. Because <gasps> I wanted to pretend like he was He's my mine. child. <laughs> well, he, is, he was a cutie patootie, too. Yes. He so was I was just baby. like, that's right. And I'm like, I can't believe someone believes I'm old enough to have a baby. But... Well, they probably felt sorry for you. They probably wanted to give you <laughs> food or something. They're like, oh, look at this poor teenage mother. It's true. Look at her little piddly check from Macy's. So sad. Anyway, <laughs> She made some poor decisions and now here we are. So speaking of poor decisions. <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know either. But I, I'm curious to know what you think about Bruce Jenner. And I'm sure you're a little curious to know what I have, what my opinions on Bruce Jenner are sure. as well. So on Friday, uh, April 24th, was the big interview that everyone was going to watch. It was the two-hour Diane Sawyer interview with Bruce Jenner where he comes out and says that he's becoming a woman. Mm-hmm. And so I watched the whole thing. Me too. I personally found it a little too long and, and maybe a yes. little redundant, but maybe they just needed to block at the time. You know what I think they did, in all honesty? I, I think it could have been an hour, but but they took the opportunity to educate by adding elements of, you know, um, defining words and the plight of transgendered. 
yeah. uh, people. And I thought that was really important because, you know, it's clearly has not been much of a secret that he was transitioning. He Sounds just had like never it. truly admitted it. And you and I had talked about Bruce Jenner on our show in the past. And I just refused to acknowledge it until he actually said it because you just never know with people especially in the celebrity world well and especially in la i mean they've got some strange folks there you know yes and they they do things to themselves that they think works for them and it just doesn't plus you know what and of course annoyingly they promote their own transgender show that'll be starting in may which i found really had to happen well they were taking advantage i'm aware i'll i'll summarize and tell you basically like what i took away from the whole thing okay Number one, first and foremost, I still feel like he's a little confused. I think he might be. Um, I think that he is truly new to the whole idea of admitting it. And so all of the elements that come with transitioning, he doesn't feel it. Like he's not sure. He just doesn't know. You know, I mean, has this man had therapy? Is he... Speaking with with a psychiatrist that he can help He said he him. already had the two references necessary to... Because when you're transitioning and you're actually going to surgically make the change... Right. You have to have had at least one year of therapy. And, right. And you have to have the proof, basically, before they'll even do the operation. So he's he's already completed that. He's somewhat shying away with the discussion of... And rightly so. It's a private decision. Well, and that's where I keep coming back to that I still feel like in some capacity he's a little confused or conflicted as far as where he's really at. Like, I don't think... I feel like in some ways this interview was a little premature because I know when I wake up in the morning, I know who I am. Right. You know, I'm not confused. I'm not conflicted. I don't feel like, you know, I'm living a lie or anything like that. I think when he wakes up, I still don't think he knows who he is. I think the confusion for him is this. And although it it shouldn't, I think it absolutely does play a part for anybody. It would be for anybody who has this, you know, dilemma, essentially, where you're born looking one way, but internally you feel like a completely different type of person. Right. I can't even fathom how difficult that must be. But he still has sexual desire and it's, it's geared toward women. Well, and he referred to himself as heterosexual. He did. And, and I and, was just thinking, okay, so there again, it's it's the confusion part because mm-hmm. if you're saying you're a woman, you're not heterosexual. Well, it, they made it very clear yesterday that sexual desire and gender are two incredibly separate things. Yeah, you, actually, it's easy for people who are heterosexual and, are, uh, you know, attracted to the opposite sex. It's easy for them to say they're combined, but they, we don't have that issue. They had a really good quote, actually, in the interview. They said, you know, it's it's a matter of who you go to bed with and right. who you go to bed as, which exactly. I thought was a good way of putting it. Right. I did find the Bruce Jenner interview to be educational. Now, I consider myself a fairly educated person when it comes to these kinds of matters because the way the media is, is everything's very religious-based and it's very moral-based. And so I felt like I it was my responsibility as a person to investigate a lot of this stuff because Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Now, the transgender community, I am not super educated about. So I found it really interesting. At the very end of the interview, Bruce Jenner called himself asexual. I don't think he's willing to put 
himself in I'm going to be a lesbian or I'm going to be gay or any of that stuff because he doesn't know yet. And you're right. I Mm -hmm. felt it was a little premature because he can't answer all of his all of the questions that everybody really wants to know about this transitioning thing. What he doesn't want is he doesn't want to be like an icon of a transgendered person. He doesn't want to be the poster child. No, he doesn't want to be the poster child for transgender because everybody's path is different. His is clearly riddled with, you know. Well, his path is unknown, I think, at this point. The only thing he knows is is that he's going to become a woman. And he's happy about that. And he's very happy. And it's very new. and, And he's very excited about it. But as far as, you know all the variables that come with it, he has no idea what he's going to do. What I appreciate about the interview that he started off with is that he's like, we have to keep our sense of humor. So here we go. First and foremost, welcome to puberty, Bruce, because (laughs) it's pure hell. As a woman, from a, a child to a woman, you're going to endure all of that. And you're 65. Right. I feel sorry for you because puberty is hell as a gawky, weird child girl and now you're gonna do it as an adult right and i mean you and i even talked about it last night time to put a bra on buddy those nips right. are those little nubs are starting to look like something that you need to kind of put a cup over Bill, you got to hold them up and not just that but i mean it's got to be painful well to, that, well you, you know i remember both- being a teenage girl and the, yes i mean it's just like raw and irritating they're and so, sensitive I mean, and they they're shaped like corks they're not even real even if you put band-aids on them just do something <laughs> but they're very nubile looking when a young girl is transitioning to a woman's body and they are tender all the time i remember when i started getting little bl- little buds i thought i had breast cancer i did too i thought they were tumors <laughs> I went into mom and I'm like, mom, I have a tumor. I swore I had tumors. We all, you know what? You and I both did it because I went and I was terrified. And they're like, what's the matter with you? I came up. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And they're like, what's the matter? I'm like, I I think I have a tumor. And mom's like, all right, calm down. She's like, honey, no, you're just developing boobs. And I'm like, what? They're just buds. That's what she called them. Buds. Buds. Yes. No, I woke her up in the middle of the night. I wonder if we all did it. We should ask the other probably. girls. Oh, God. How many times did she have to explain that? Oh, but she probably laughed her head off when you came in. She's like, oh, God, here we go. Another breast bud. We we'll be going to Mervyn's tomorrow to buy the, you know, <laughs> the triple A nothing bra. bra. The, <laughs> uh, the growing girl bra from Mervyn's with a little flower on it. So the one thing I thought that was interesting is, God, and I even hate to say this because what? he quoted Kim and Kanye. You know what? Go ahead, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. And I'm just, I don't even want to believe that he said it, but... Kanye? It, it was a good point. He basically, Kanye apparently was talking to Kim and said, I can be married to the most beautiful woman, and I am. I can have the most beautiful daughter in the world, and I do. But if I can't wake up and be me, then it doesn't mean anything. Right. And I said to myself, that's very, very true. It is. What, what annoyed me about that? is that this is a woman who has had Bruce in her life as a father figure since she was a very little girl. Right. It took some some douche that she's been married to for less than a year to explain to her the epiphany of a man that she should know so well that she shouldn't be struggling and that it shouldn't take some guy to say, hey, to me, it's like you're a dip. Well, and not just that, but I mean... That reality, she needs to address that herself because she is ever-changing her 
physical look or whatever it is that she's you know it's like someone who just can't settle down like she just can't settle down when it comes to you know ego or personality or whatever it is she's probably like i don't even know who i am I, I don't think she does. No, because she morphs for whoever she's married to or being, right. being with. But the one thing I will say about the Bruce Jenner interview, and I don't know why I keep saying it like that, <laughs> is that his oldest children, his four oldest children from the two first marriages right. were not surprised. No, they know their dad really well. They are super comfortable with this. They love their dad. And they're like, hey, dad, we're there for you. The Kardashians are like freaking out. And it's because they don't know him that well. I mean, there's a, there's something to be said about nature and nurture. I mean, these wild women that he married into, they mm-hmm. love him dearly. There's no question about that. But his older children, and they're much older also, right. age probably has a lot to do with it. But they're so aware and comfortable. They're like, well, it confirms so much for us. Yeah, I think his one son said, well, it's about time. Yeah, I think that was basically like his remark, like they all knew. And his two young daughters, you know, offer their like, you know, condolences, not condolences, but, you know, know, just saying like we we support our dad. But that's the one thing that I was uneasy about, to be honest, Mm. is I would really struggle with doing something so major when I have young children. I think that is why it took him so long. Right. I was very surprised here that he tried to transition in the 80s. Yeah. And was going, you know, was taking hormone replacement and, you know, going through the process. He he physically was changing. He was still in the public eye, clearly. Mm-hmm. And he was doing it anyway, even at the, you know, the fact that he had young children. I mean, very young children back yeah. then. Then met Chris was sexually attracted to her and said, what am I doing? I can't be a woman if I'm sexually attracted to a woman. And he stopped. But they, even in their relationship, she obviously, it sounds like, and he says that she was completely aware. Like she would see him in his female attire. Right. And and that's the other thing too is, is that kind of bothered me about the interview is, is he keeps referring to his himself as her mm-hmm. almost like it's not him it's like it's an alter ego right and so that just again led me to th- believe that he's still just completely lost as far as this this whole process is going you know he's like a baby deer yeah he's just trying to figure it all out and you know honestly daryl and i had quite a discussion about it because he does, he goes you know if he wasn't married into this kardashian thing he would not be getting two hours of prime time and I said, you know, you, you might be right. However, the reason this is such a big deal is because this is a man's man. He is probably one of the first American icons in the sports world outside of like Muhammad Ali or whatever. Hey, I think he was like the first one on the Wheaties box. You know, he was one of the, one of the first athletes to endorse everything right. and become a celebrity versus just an athlete. You know, that people remember now. Right. When you have your whole world is carved out because of who you are as an, as an athlete, a male athlete, a very right. virile, clearly, male athlete. And now you're saying your whole life you wished you were a woman. To me, that's a huge, that's a huge thing to go public with. I think he absolutely would have been given, and especially at, his, late, at this late in life, you know, it was funny because Diane Sawyer even said, she goes, you know, this late in life, you you know, you've missed out on all the youthful right. part of your life. 
And he goes, yeah, now I'm just going to be wearing black pants and white shirts like you, right, Diane? <laughs> that was that so was catty. Little, you know what? The funny thing about that it. is Diane Sawyer was so kind. I did not know this, but she's a huge proponent of the the LGBT community. Oh, good. Good. So that's why she was chosen to do this. She was just so kind. She let Bruce take the wheel and she, you know, just kind of guided the interview with she did ask the questions we all want to know. She just did it so gracefully. And I was really, really impressed with how she conducted the interview. And you know what? I mean, overall, I have to say, whatever anyone's path is, I support it. Sure. It's, if you're not hurting anyone. And, you know, the thing is, is that what I appreciated, I I thought he he did gloss over a lot of the pain he's caused by waiting so long to do what he really wanted to do, which is to transition. Mm-hmm. And I also think that he waited one. His father has been gone for almost 15 years. Right. And his dad was a, you know, oh, a veteran. Talk about a men's man. Like, yeah. Big veteran, time. athlete, you know, really rigid. And also, he keeps having children. He's got like eight kids. Well, I was thinking about that too because... Um, and he didn't want to hurt them when they were little. I mean, his biggest concern now is Mason, his grandson. Sure. he's little. And I'm like, yes, that would be. But you know, the thing is, you can't stop time. And someone is going to have to explain it to someone eventually. And you know, you're not the first transgendered grandfather. I'm sure there are many. Oh, I'm sure and there are. And they'll figure it out. You figure it out. I was thinking about this when I was watching it. And I think, you know a big motivation for him to change is because he I think he has a lot of guilt about the the life that he's led because he was a motivational speaker for and and still is and it's just like how can you sit there and talk to people about motivating them and to change their lives when you're basically living a lie you know at some point, though, you have to you, you have to look at yourself and go, okay, I've been putting this off for like, for me, for example, how long have I been, I've been putting off going to the dentist for two weeks? I have I to go on Monday. I'm literally sure that I'm going to lose all my teeth if I don't go on Monday for this damn root canal or whatever it is is going on my face. But the reality is, is that I've had major events going on for two weeks with all of my children right. and I keep putting it off and putting it off. I'm like, okay, tomorrow I'll do it. Oh, no, I can't do it tomorrow because... The baby's got this, or Malia's Tyler's right. birthday, and da 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 da. But it's like, now this is obviously the ultimate sacrifice, you know, changing genders. Yeah, that's, that's a huge deal. But it's still, it's still. I really think that it's that. And if I'm being honest, I would say that he's got a tremendous ego, and he wasn't necessarily ready to give up the iconic Olympian thing. Well, that's Either. probably a big part of it, too. I mean, this is going to change. It's a change. big thing to give up. This is going to change everything for him. It does. Him. And so does. I don't think people should expect to see a full transformation anytime soon. I agree with you. And, you know, Daryl and I were wondering as well, and this is something I didn't look up because I haven't, and I'm just curious, are there different variants, you know, there are different varying degrees of transition? Do some people, they're happy with just dressing like a woman and behaving and then there are others who transition to using hormones and plastic surgery and breast implants and all of that and then the ultimate transition of completely losing your identity you know full reconstructive surgery sex reassignment there's definitely varying degrees of yes transgender 
transition and that's why like he left it open-ended as to whether or not he'll remove his penis or not because some people they they don't want to other people they literally will try and cut it off themselves if they can't get the surgery they feel that strongly about changing their gender because they really feel like they're that gender yes so it'll be I think that they're the the haters are going to be at minimum I don't think there will be a tremendous backlash on him The only thing that I would strongly suggest is now that this is all out in the open, he's loaded. He's got the support of tremendous amount of, you know, a lot of communities have combined are supporting this person to do what he needs to do. And I think ultimately that he will speak motivationally about it as a woman. I would hope that he will do that. You know, he doesn't have to be a figurehead and speak it only exclusively, you know, LGBT type of events. I think that in general, he could educate a lot of people about this transition and transformation. But, um, dude, you need to go to the best You've got the money. <laughs> well, you, you heard what Kim said. He's got to fix that eye. She's just, just like, if you're going to be a woman representing this family, you got to rock it. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have to look like a Kardashian, but you know, there's no, no expense spared if you are fortunate enough. And they made that clear. He's yeah. got the best of the best. So fix your face because I don't know what you've done to it. Well, he said he was still going to be doing like um, some plastic surgery on his face. And I'm like, there's not much left. He's starting to look like a burn victim, Paula. He needs I to know. stop with the eye thing. I don't know what he's doing with the eyes. Yeah, he had like a hood or something. It's very weird. It's like, stop whatever you're doing. I mean, if you're trying to feminize your face, okay. Just get a good makeup artist. Well, it's, I mean, his face looks like wrinkle like there's like stuff on it but you know his he's skin's also not, 65 that's what i'm gonna say is they're working with old skin but right. get a facelifter i don't know what to do but i think I mean, he just needs a really good makeup artist for he when needs, he's gonna go out because i mean that yes none of the other girls go out without their makeup done professionally and you know he's got good hair considering but it could yeah, be the hormones pretty, well and you know the other thing too is that i didn't really care for the color of his hair it's, it's a little mousy brown. It's pretty mousy. He needs so. some highlights. He needs, he you know what? He might need some extensions. I was going to say, I would love to see him in some extensions. I would love mm-hmm. to see some body. And, you know, as he transitions further along, I think he will be very attractive. I don't think he'll look like a joke. You know what I mean? No, I don't think he'll look like, you know, RuPaul or something. Like, actually, I don't know. RuPaul looks pretty damn yeah, good. Yeah, I, I know don't she know. does look good. <laughs> I but I mean, I don't know. It's not know like, saying, you know, no. some sideshow or some something. Some parody like that. of a transvestite. Yeah. No, or something. I think he I will think, look. I think he'll look like a very respectable woman. Yes. And in fact, I th- really thought it was cute when he was excited to show Diane his dress that he was going to wear for dinner. When I couldn't wear that dress. Uh, I don't have the arms for sheer sleeves. I kind of thought it would look a little because he's a little hunched. So, but well, he's yeah. learning. He's, he's learning. He's learning. He probably yes. saw the dress and thought it was beautiful. And I can't tell you. I mean, I see clothes all the time that I think are beautiful, but you know, I I couldn't squeeze myself into no. them. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Welcome to Spanx, Bruce. I know. He's little, Welcome he's... to uh, padded bras, and uh, you know, and the other thing I was telling Daryl, I said. I am a little concerned that he will be perpetually PMSing because he won't have the ability to rejuvenate his hormones every month. Well, even a woman of his age 
it doesn't because they've already gone through menopause. But he is full of estrogen right now. He's there's no relief. He could literally go psycho. He like should a psycho just get girl. implants. Well, you know when he starts doing that, he probably will. But like he said, taking the estrogen it yeah. quiets his mind. So that's because that's it's where he needs to be. I was really not proud, but I mean I. I felt really good about the interview. I did too. I and I'm glad that it wasn't as uh, salacious and enter, you know, very TMZ-ish. It was very no, it was tasteful. Very, very tasteful. And you know, he's driven in his life. And oh, so yeah. he's going to take this with both hands and go nuts, but he's definitely learning as he goes and you know, without getting you know, a little welt in my throat because I think about it, it's like he really could use a mom <laughs> to I kind know. of guide him. His mother's 85. It's, right. It's not the same anymore. Maybe his sister. Or his oldest daughter. Maybe. Th- that would take a strong person to guide your parent into that world. Yeah. He just needs someone to mother him through the transition because a woman knows better than anybody else what he's going through. I think he probably has more than enough support. It's just yes. I think the other thing that the interview highlighted is that he is very introverted and very private. So as he should be. Any support system or or people guiding him through this process it's not like they're gonna it will be the complete opposite of keeping up with the kardashians i think you're right like i said this is the baby deer syndrome we're seeing Mm -hmm. the very beginning of a very long journey you know i'm always i'm always proud of people who do things that are scary and you know that no one would ever think they would do i'm excited for him i I am too i'm really excited because it it does make me feel a little nostalgic thinking about you know the first time i wore lipstick and eyeliner (laughs) and you know and he's obviously done those things but sure but he can do these things now without having to hide so anyway best of luck to bruce we aren't going to discuss that you're a Republican. We don't know what that's all about. Yeah, okay. that was that was kind of well, you know. It, I guess it shouldn't shock me, but I mean, it well, was a little surprising that you know he's obviously very uh, Christian. Yes, he's got conservative values, which is maybe another reason why it took him so long. But he's also wealthy, and you know, most people are they are financially conservative when it comes to their money. Most people. Well, yeah, mostly I because, am. well, I am too, but that's just because it's allocated for, you know, Every, yeah. everything else except for me. So, exactly. Right. If you just can't handle only getting your ugly truth one time a week, make sure to hang out with the Uggs on their social networks. Visit UglyTruth.com and click on the Facebook and Twitter buttons to friend and follow the show. And now back to the truth. And we don't talk. So good luck, Bruce. Moving on, you indicate you're having an identity crisis of your own. And I'm like, did you lose your ID? Like, what are we talking about? So here's the thing. As I mentioned, I had you know, please put that I'm the sickest girl in the world. Yes. I was at your house last weekend and I was telling you how I had this terrible pain basically in my butt. Yes. But like my hip butt area. And so 
I was at your house Saturday and then Sunday it was really bad. And I think it's because we had been sitting so much in like those really hard chairs mm-hmm. all day on Saturday. Yes. And so I was just in so much pain and I'm like, oh God, I, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. But I hate going to the doctor Me because too. I always feel so judged, especially when it comes to pain <laughs> matters. Because you think they think you're a junkie or something. Right. And right. They, they always question. They don't want to give you any kind of pain medication. You know, it's just the era we're in right now. And mm-hmm. so I really love going to the doctor because I hate feeling like I have to plead my case yeah these are the facts here's the proof by Sunday night I had lost feeling in my foot like the pain was radiating down my my thigh and into my foot so I finally go to the urgent care because I'm like screw my doctor I'm not going to him I hate him and so I went there and they weighed me, of course, which I'm like, this has nothing to do with anything. Why? I don't why know do why doctors do this? I me. hate it. They always do. And I'm sick of it. And as I've mentioned probably every show, I'm on new medication that causes weight gain. Yes. And so I'm a good Brutal. 25 pounds heavier than I was two months ago. Why can't they invent medicine that doesn't, that causes other things like weight loss? Or, you know, perky boobs. This syndrome? is how I was yesterday when I, I told you the kids are... Uh, They've been arm wrestling a lot lately because we watched Over the Top with Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) And I'm like, why couldn't he have made a movie about cleaning his room or finding his shoes? You know, (laughs) then they'd be motivated to do like, I want to do that, too. I want to go clean my room. So now they're arm wrestling each other. They are poking each other in the face. And you know, what's funny is Ryan is so (laughs) shocked because Olivia is freakishly strong. Of course she is. She's (laughs) a campus. I know. Isn't that funny, though? (laughs) So anyways, I'm in the waiting room or I'm not in the waiting room. I'm in the room waiting. And the doctor comes in, you know, explain everything that's going on. He asked me if I had recently been active or done anything. I said, well, I said, because I've gained so much weight in the last few months, I've been taking my kids to the park and a couple weeks ago I played soccer with my son Mm -hmm. and he says I think you aggravated a muscle and it's bad yeah because I was kicking a (laughs) soccer ball and he says I think it it's been spazzing and it's pinching on your sciatic nerve oh god sciatica it's brutal and so he says what I'd like to do is give you a cortisone shot (gasps) into your muscle that hurts and then send you home with some pain medication and muscle relaxers and so I'm like okay so I didn't get one. I got three shots. Three shots? Three separate shots wow. in my and so I'm laying there with my and those legs things up. hurt. Yeah, and my pants pulled down. So oh I mean God. it's right in my butt. So oh. my butt's like right in his face, I'm sure. You're like, I aren't you glad I showered today? God, I was just like, hurry up and get it over with. And so <laughs> Did the shots help immediately? They're supposed to help like immediately. It didn't help immediately, but it oh. did. It has helped. Good. And so I'm taking everything, you know, as I'm supposed to. Do you still have muscle relaxers? Because I really want some of those. <laughs> you, yeah, you can have them if you want. Woohoo! I mean, Party! They're, they're Flexerol, so. Hello! But I, I mean, only only take one a night, but I, I don't even really like to take them because they just make me so groggy. I'll float into the dentist on Monday. <laughs> Anyways, so we're, you know, going over the course of treatment after, you know, after I leave. And he says, here's some stretches that you should do. You know, he says, you know, um, I also specialize in bariatrics, too. He what says, is that? So, hold on, I'll, let you f- I'll finish. 
He said, um, so if you still find that, you know, you're struggling with your weight, and <gasps> why don't you come back and, and I'd be happy to, you know, help you. I'd be like, do I weigh 600 pounds? Bariatric surgery is the uh, stomach stapling surgery. He thought you needed stomach stapling surgery? I don't, well, no, I why don't know. You if you say that? You're a stick. I don't know if bariatrics is all that or if it's also just weight loss in general i would have turned and said i'm like uh are you going to suggest and a he nutritionist? was staring at my stomach when he was talking about it and i was oh just like God. so i left and oh i was God. like i would have been so sad i i was i, I was very upset i didn't cry but i just i'm like i'm like he just confirmed what i already know i'm a, he- I'm a sow but here's the thing <laughs> You are not a sow. It's not even like I'm tipping the 200 mark or something. I know. My God. I'm, you're I'm not. I'm far from it. So no. Uh, you I was gain, just, you know I what? couldn't figure it out. And I'm Doctors like, are such assholes I'm sometimes. Like, he's just an urgent care doctor. What does he know? You and know what? So, I will tell you this. You're right. I wouldn't have cried. You know why? Because since I was 15 years old, doctors have been telling me I was overweight. Do you remember when I was 15? I was not overweight when I was 15. Uh, no. I was normal. You've got the Mexican side. You're the, you're bigger boned. And you know what? Thank God I have a doctor now that goes, look, you're bigger boned. You're small, but you're not petite bone wise. Like our mother has like bird bones. Right. She's so small. Yeah. And so do you essentially, but you're taller. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have had, I have read on charts that I was overweight my whole life. And I'm thinking, you know what? I don't know what I can do if I I've never been a size three my whole life. And so what the hell does this doctor think? I would be like, you know what? I am on a lot of medication. You know, you should know more than anybody based on what I've written down that this causes weight gain. So get over well, your goddamn self. So here's the thing is, is I didn't write down all my medication. Because <laughs> <laughs> you wanted painkillers. I was afraid they wouldn't prescribe them <laughs> to me. And so I lied about why I had. He's like, well, um. I said, I've had an increase in weight gain. And he's like, why? And I'm like, oh, I lost my job and just stress. Oh, and I'm home all the time. So he thinks you're emotionally eating. That's what I told him. You're such and a bad so, person. Well, what was I going to do? <laughs> like, literally write down the... If I wrote down anything, they would have just said, you know, here's some ibuprofen and go home. <laughs> here's they a would've... heating pad. Right. So I was just <laughs> you're like... You're right. I'm, you're right. I'm ashamed at how many medications I'm on right now. So I didn't write them down. Hey, newsflash, you're the sickest girl in the world. <laughs> I am. It is what it is. Okay, so what's with the identity? So no sooner do I get home, Olivia comes up to me and says, Mommy, when are, when are you going to be pregnant? And I'm like, what? well, you know, I answer how I always answer. I'm like, well, I don't know. And so she says, well, you already have a big belly. And <gasps> I was okay. just like, I went in the bathroom and I locked myself in there. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. So I was, I mean, she... She doesn't mean it to be mean, obviously. Oh, Paula, I don't know. She's not cruel. She's not, <laughs> not cruel. Not yet. She's just, ob- <laughs> she just has no filter. She's just <laughs> obvious, you know? Oh, God. That's why I get nervous. Like, if someone's older or special or whatever, right. and I, I, she'll... She'll just say whatever comes to her mind. Mackenzie was that way when she was uh, younger. So... I have to go to the grocery store at some point in the evening. (laughs) I go to the grocery store and I'm thinking like, you know, oh, I'm sure people are looking at me thinking like, oh, she's just buying more groceries to feed herself. (laughs) I got checked out three times at the grocery store by three 
beefier gentleman. Oh. And so, and then I went to the gas station to get gas. I got carded buying cigarettes. You know, it's amazing what a low self-esteem will do for one's appearance, isn't it? And I'm just like, I can't believe you're carding me for sick. I mean, you only have to be 18 to buy cigarettes. I'm like, do you see this belly on me? How so when think? she looked at my ID, she's like, oh, wow. She's like, That's you look really good for your age. And I'm like, Thank yeah. you. so I'm just like, I'm confused. I'm so oh, confused. So are you a fat sow or are you a hottie hottie? I think what's happening is I think I've transitioned, much like Bruce Jenner, I have transitioned to a new category. Oh, I think I'm with the big girls now. No. Oh, my God. And that's why I'm getting checked out because I'm being checked out by, like, the guys who like big girls. My byline for most of my life has been I'm pretty for a fat girl. Okay. You are not that. You're not. I've got to be something. I never get checked out anymore. But now suddenly that I weigh, like, you know, a half a ton. (laughs) You don't. The thing is with you, with your illnesses, everything is temporary. I realize that I say that a lot to you, yes. but it's true. In six months, you're going to be like, I forgot to eat again, and you'll be a wafy 90 pounds. I mean, it just it's just a fluctuation because of medication. That's I all know. it is. So you know what? Take advantage of it. Take advantage of the fact that you're attractive to beefy men. Who cares? You know, I mean, you were attracted to them before, but now they think they have a chance. <laughs> Yes, That's because I'm difference. a big girl. No, and not. now my butt, it's only wider. It's still flat. You don't have a flat ass, do you? I don't have a... I, okay, so I was looking at these things. They're like jeggings. I was thinking seriously about buying them. Jeggings are no big deal. Like jeans that are leggings? Yeah, that's a very common... Malia really? wears them all the time. Really? Yeah, I it's a common it was style. Like totally t- because I'm, I can't fit into any of my clothes. Oh, you were thinking it was like a fat girl option? That's what I thought. No, and I'm like, do I, no. what do I wear these with a big sweater? You, you can. Know? I mean, you can. I see. Of course, here's now the- it's summertime, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm sweating all the time because I'm a big girl now. <laughs> you got the meat sweats. Not to mention, you know, I've been sitting on a heating pad for a week. That's doesn't help the heat. But I'm just like I'm. And I forgot to wear a deodorant one day and I had BO and I'm just like, God, I'm like, what is wrong with you? I need to go buy some of that shower to shower talcum powder and splash it on my folds. No. Because I just, you know, I can't bathe myself. I don't know. (laughs) Can't reach all my parts. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe you need the squatty potty. I think I've been watching too much My 600 Pound Life. Oh, my God. The other day, no joke. There is a house I drive by when I take Middle to school, mm-hmm. and a hoarder lives there. And there are many, they have a minivan, and it's full to the brim of paper, like newspapers and stuff. Yeah. And I see it every day. I'm like, oh, that's really sad. A hoarder lives there. And every once in a while, the, the door of the minivan is open, so you can see the nest of things. Gross. And you know the house is worse, right? Oh, God. Well, if it has to trickle outside, yeah. If it's in the car now, you know it's there's no more room anywhere. So anyway, the other day... She drove. She drove by me in the car, in her car, in her horde car. Oh, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's actively out and about, and she looks exactly the way you sh- expect she would be. She's an older woman. She has witch hair that's gray. Uh, she wears, you know, brown stained polyester pants. You know, what you would think, right? When you see the shows, that they all look kind of look that that way. Yesterday, she was mowing her lawn. So I'm thinking, I wonder if someone got on medication. It could Maybe be. she's unhoarding herself. And I was actually happy for her. I'm hopeful yeah. I'll drive by and her 
nest will be no longer there. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe but it was see one eight hundred junk parked in front of her house. Then we know that she's truly transitioning from hoarder to non hoarder. God, that's so funny that you've created this whole story for her for this person that you just drive past. What's wrong with you? <laughs> she drove past me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I don't know. I've just never seen it. I've never seen anybody come or go from that home. It's kind of like the Willy Wonka house. It's like no one goes in and no one ever comes out. Yeah, right. So, creepy. Yeah. So I was like, hey, look, she's alive. She's walking around. She's mowing her patch of weeds. Great. You know, maybe she'll do something with her hair now and she'll be a normal human. I don't know. Maybe she's horny. Who knows? Well, now that I'm big, that's how I have to refer to my trimming down there is mowing my patch of weeds. You do that? You no. haven't let that go? course i've let that go are you kidding oh. <laughs> let that go months ago in fact i don't think i've ever not let that go i could be on death row and i would not have that situation i just <laughs> it's just a waste i mean you know like i said it looks good for an hour and then you're miserable for a week oh because of itching well then i i always break out yeah you know me i, I get just my keep cyst. it trim i you get, know i get my cysts i'm lumpy <laughs> you happens. are lumpy it's true just keep the tr- keep the pubes trim. That's all I'm saying. Don't let them go wayward where you can see like hair outlines in your sweatpants. We can't have a little mound show when you're dressed. Oh, like a no. In your no, maxi dress. They can go, what's going on down there? There'll be there? no muff. Forget it. No puff. But Thank you. I'm already trying to think about where I'm going to get a bathing suit this year because the kids, unfortunately will want to go swimming and olivia asked me personally she's like mom will you teach me how to swim this year oh my god So i'm gonna have to get in the water so i'm thinking okay well what one piece can i get that basically looks like you know <laughs> okay well Spanx. i can tell you after i had malia and i was quite overweight after i had her because she was a, a horse sure. basically i birthed a horse you can do what a lot of us mothers do board shorts and a tank top with a one-piece or with a two-piece top underneath. Yeah. No, I think maybe getting a one-piece might be a bad idea because I'll probably look like, you know, a six-year-old. You know what? You, how they have, like, the belly still. You know, I, but their legs are all stick and thin. You, you would look like Skipper. Yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you that I do not have the body for a one-piece because I have such big hips and a big round ass and huge boobs. Yeah. I have a tiny waist. And the problem with most one pieces is that they hide your waist. And so you look. Yeah, one pieces are not very flattering. They're not. And the thing, the ones that would be considered flattering might as well be two pieces because there's so little cloth. Oh, they've got those cutouts on the sides. I'm not a big fan of swimsuit season as far as being out in public around others. I'll wear a swimsuit in the privacy of my own home or if we rent a house and there's a pool and no one can see me. I barely like Daryl seeing me in a one piece. I mean, I've had the same bathing suit for like eight years. I mean, it's that's how often I buy bathing suits. And it literally was a string bikini because I'm just like, no one's going to see me. It's yeah. just strings, you know. <laughs> yeah. There was nothing binding to any anything, but... I'm sure there are many disgusting douchebag men who would think that I am a hog. I am not a hog. I am hourglass shaped. But unfortunately, somebody stepped on me and I'm short. And <laughs> unfortunately, know. the curves look great if you're 5'8", but not when you're 5'4". So. I'm what they would classify apple shaped. And I'm just like, they just call it an apple to make it sound nice. But that's... <laughs> well, what mean, would you call it? What kind of shape? Potato shaped. Oh. <laughs> the Rukon yellow gold potato shape. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. I'm like true. the I'm like the second grade experiment where they have the potato with the toothpicks propped on top of a styrofoam and cup. Things start to cause, sprout because they're growing spores or something. <laughs> yeah, that would be you. That's me. That's you in a min- in a maxi yeah. dress. So put a put a bathing suit on that. Potato in a maxi dress coming this way, everyone. Jeez. We'll we'll let the chef know you've arrived. Next time I have to go somewhere and they have the hello, my name is. I'm just going to be like, hello, my name is Potato. <laughs> you know what, though? You've always called yourself a potato body. It's true. Even when you were a stick. Yeah, I know. So. Although I will say I saw you a week ago. You and I are obviously going overboard because neither one of us are hogs or sows or fat to that degree. But for fun, you know. I love emotionally cutting myself. It's I'm fun. like, it's not fun. It's well, true. You're not. It's not like you're laying down feeding a bunch of piglets, Paula. I've seen you. You're really? you're not that fat. Well, no. I feel like we talk about this a lot. It's because I'm <laughs> self-conscious about it. Well, let's you know talk what? about something else. Let's talk I about know. Netflix. Yes. Okay. Do you have Netflix? I do have Netflix. Okay, Paula, you have to start watching the programming on Netflix. It is so good. The only show I was going to probably start watching is um, the one with Kevin Spacey. House of Cards. House of Cards. What else is on there? Okay. Now, these are these are shows that are adult-oriented. You can't watch it when the kids are home. Right, You have right. to watch it when they're not there. I really recommend for you Orange is the New Black. Okay. You will like it. Can it's, I start from the beginning? Yes. There's two seasons. It goes really fast, actually. And they're hour-long each. Orange is the New Black is probably my favorite. House of Cards is very good. Now, I am currently watching Daredevil. Daredevil. Which is based on a Marvel comic book character. Wasn't that Ben Affleck? Who That was the movie. Oh, okay. Which apparently is embarrassingly bad. That's Anybody awful. who's into comics, it's an embarrassment. They don't even talk about it. Tell me what movie of Ben Affleck's isn't embarrassingly bad. Goodwill Hunting. That's because he was like a co-star. He yeah, wasn't that's even true. really in it. I don't know much about Ben Affleck's career. They're not It's, it's not great. It's, exactly. I will say that Daredevil has been impressive. There's a lot of good stars in it. There is a lot of violence, however, and it's dark. So, you know, I keep thinking, God, do I need to adjust my screen? Because it's so dark. But they film it like a Batman movie. So right. it's kind of dark. But Daredevil is a like a Spider-Man type hero. He doesn't have a lot of, of powers. He's just really good at fighting. And, and that's an adult program? Yes. Okay. It is adult. Sounds yeah, like Ryan, Ryan would like it. None of your children can watch any of the shows that I've just recommended to you. Yeah, so I need to find a new shows because I am no oh, yeah. longer watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Okay. I have not watched Grey's Anatomy in like eight years. <laughs> like it's, I think it's I watched been on for ten. So the last time I watched Grey's Anatomy, uh, Catherine Heigl was leaving the show because she was cancer free. Thank God I hated her. And the last time that I cried watching Grey's Anatomy was when that heart patient died and she was in love with him. Oh, Denny. I didn't cry at that. The last time I cried is when um, there was a little girl with, um, I think it's called Tay-Sachs mm-hmm. or disease. And the dad was trying to get her to Mexico. And she's like, Dad, just hold me. And so he was holding her and rocking her. And she went up dying in his arms. <gasps> That would make me cry, too. It was awful. Oh, my God. Because he was talking about, you know, just picture the beach that we're going to go to. Oh, my God. Stop talking. It makes me want to cry. So, but, I mean, this is the thing about Grey's Anatomy. So, I'm excited about the Netflix thing. I'm going to check it out. You'll like it. I hope you like it. Aside from that, all I really have left is Scandal, My 600-Pound Life, and Married at First Sight. Those are, like, my three shows. Okay. And so, I've come out and said I am no longer watching Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) Yeah. Because they killed 
Derek Shepard or McDreamy. He's like a the Rob Lowe of the 80 teen movies. Yeah. Well, he was a main Patrick character. Dempsey. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey. He was he like was, the lead, right? He was a lead character. And here's the thing about this show. If anything or everything that could ever possibly happen to a human being happens to these people. Yeah. I'm talking about plane crashes, shootings, bombings. It seems a bit excessive. It's ridiculous. I and mean, so... They kill him off, of course, after he saves all these people in a car course, crash. He himself gets killed. And, and the hospital that was treating him, you know, did it wrong because they weren't, you know, as sophisticated as the hospital he worked at. And of course. he's still alive in his brain. So he's saying like, you know, but he can't speak. And so anyways, eventually <laughs> she has to pull the plug because he, you know, he has no brain activity. He b- b- essentially dies in his brain. Oh, the thing is, is I'm like. I'm not watching anymore because that's so far fetched. And yes, I like TV that I can kind of identify with where it seems believable, you mm-hmm. know, but all the things that have happened to these people is so not believable. It's ridiculous. All of the things they would not happen to one person. Like maybe one of those things would happen <laughs> right. to one person. I do find that a lot of the uh, plots are very outrageous. Now, you remember ER from the 90s? Yes, yes. That was a very realistic show. There was sure. a lot of sleeping around, a lot of, uh, you know, doctors who come from rich or poor people families. And so they come together. There's, you know, there's fights, personality conflicts. We hate our boss. We love our interns kind of crap. Right. There were occasional crisis but it, it was always surrounded by the people coming into the hospital not the people in the not hospital. the people working at the hospital right. where this is the opposite because it's not the er it's all going down within i mean how do they keep anybody employed with all the plane crashes and boat crashes and deaths right. and aneurysms and cancers my god i i checked out so long ago now i realize it's a it's a guilty pleasure for a lot of people because well, it's so far-fetched. It's, and Shonda Rhimes, I mean, she m- makes very compelling television. Yes. Well, you keep watching it. To me, like, if they wanted him off the show or if he wanted off the show, to me, what made more sense, although this is terrible, what makes more sense is he was in Washington working this job. He mm-hmm. was, like, starting to get googly-eyed with this other researcher there. Oh. What would make more sense is that he hooks up with the researcher and calls it a day and divorces Meredith and leaves her with the kids because his first wife, he got googly eyed with Meredith while he yep. was married to someone else. So it would be his pattern. It would right. be expected because that's what he does. You Instead know, of yes, dying. Yes, he's a brilliant neurosurgeon, but he's also a douchebag because right. he likes to cheat on his wives and leave them. So mm. to me, that would have been the better way <laughs> to end it because I would believe that. Yes, I'd be like, like that oh, makes what sense. a douche. It yes. makes sense. Now, here's what I read, uh, because obviously I don't watch the show, but I did read an interview they did with him after the show aired. I don't know if you read it. It's the only one he did. No, I've completely boycotted any correspondence because he... I'm just not reading anything. <laughs> I'm so, I was so angry. I was so <laughs> You're like, this pissed. is ridiculous. It was bullshit. It was yeah. total bullshit. I, and you were definitely not alone. The interview, basically, they said, so, you know, did you take anything from the set? Are you going to miss it? He's like, I didn't take anything. I didn't need anything. Well, how do you feel about it? Did you cry? He's like, no, it was another day of work. He's very nonchalant, very noncommittal, almost a little cold about it. And then I had read that he was having issues with the staff 
And it, he oh. was having the same problems that Katherine Heigl had, that Isaiah Washington had, that the the little uh, the little Irish boy that they killed off had. Oh right, George. George yeah. died, and so essentially they're like, "Fine, you don't like it here, you're dead." And they and he wanted off the show. Well, you know that's not uncommon for people who want to leave a job where they suddenly have start having performance issues. That's, right. That's pretty. I mean, that's any job, whether you're an actor or you know a customer service rep. If you if you're unhappy where you work, yeah, typically you're going to start having some rifts or some you know rumblings. Said every divorced couple in America. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm I'm over it. I'm, he doesn't care. He's like whatever. I mean, he's done. Like he 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 must have checked out long ago. I mean, well he he was. Sup- supposed to not renew like two years ago right and so i he's think been... somehow he got talked into it so right. he's this season they've kind of been phasing him out well and here's the other thing i mean and actually it's funny daryl and i were just having this discussion about something about something similar it's like you can throw money at the problem only for so long eventually someone's going to be like you know what there's not enough money in the world for me to stay right. and right. then you go because it's just like it's not worth it if you ask employees the number one reason why they leave a job, it's not money. It's, no. It's management. Yes. So, or recognition. And well, if know, he wasn't you... getting those things or or his heart just wasn't in it anymore. Well, then... God, he's, that's a long time to be on a show. Ten years? That yeah. is a long time. I mean, and it's very few. There, that's rarefied air anymore. I happened to see it on Facebook today. I didn't read it, and I well, don't know how much, how truth it is. But mm-hmm. um, I hear that he's going to try and pursue some sort of race racing career. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I, you know what? I want to say that I knew that he did do race car driving, actually. As a hobby. So I think now... I, he wants I, to be Paul Newman. Is that it? I have no idea. <laughs> what? You know what? Boys and their toys. What do they ever right? want to do? Well, you, you know, know, maybe he has enough money now. Who knows? He's like, hey, I think I'm going to be a race car driver. And I'm sure his wife at home with the twins is like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's fine. a good idea. Dummy. Don't do that, idiot. Yeah. Right? It's, it's just like make sure the, the wheel's up to date. The Xbox game wasn't enough for you, apparently, or going to the track, paying $1,000 an hour to do it wasn't you know, fun. To All race right, by whatever. yourself. Right. You're going to go travel the circuit. All Leave boys me do things like that. They, they do, do at some point. In fact, I had to tell Olivia the other day. What? There's a little neighbor boy that is about Olivia's same age. Okay. And she, they like to play together sometimes. And so... She was outside and I was barbecuing. She's just like, oh, so-and-so said that he's going to be outside to play with me in a little bit. And I'm like, okay. So I'm barbecuing, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes goes by. And she's kind of just like hanging around outside looking over in the direction. Mm. And then I'm like, all right, it's time to go inside because it's time to eat. And then she's just like, well, um, he's supposed to be coming out. And I said, well, (laughs) maybe we'll check after dinner. And I said, if you know, he'll come over. Well, Unfortunately, he never made it outside. Okay. And so she was devastated because she was, she got stood up. And because she was looking out the window, she was, you know, lesson learned. I told her, I said, Are you okay? And she's like, I just, I don't understand because he said that he would be just right outside. And so she started getting like little crackly voice. So I gave her a big hug and I said, Olivia, I needed to tell you something. I said, Boys are dumb. They are dumb. And I said, and if, they he always are. if he wants to be mean and forget to come outside and play with you, I said, then you don't need to play with him. Raise your standards. There's other boys that would probably love to, to play with you. To come play with you. Mm-hmm. And I said, so if any boys ever like this, then just let him go. I said, let it go. Let and it go. <laughs> yes. But I felt so bad for her because she was so devastated that she, yeah. you know, she kept looking out the window thinking like, but he said he'd be here, you know. Yes. 
I know. And so now do you understand when I'm done with them? I'm done with them. I get it. No one's going to hurt me twice. Ever. And then, of course, Ryan's like, and if they ever do anything to hurt you, let me know. I'll punch him in the nose. And Victor's like, Ryan, you're not doing any of that. You're going to try to negotiate. Neither of them are. You'll be negotiating a deal. They'll be sending them a strongly worded message, uh, a strongly worded post-it note on your door. Perfectly spelled letter. (laughs) You better expect a strongly worded note from me tomorrow. One of the best ways to feel pretty at any moment is to master the ugly truth lip and clip. So get yourself inside the Ugly Mall at UglyTruth.com and click on our Avon link to shop for high-quality makeup and beauty supplies, all at great deals. And now back to the Ugly Truth. Well, now they know. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. Let it go, let it go. You guys all came to my house last weekend, and Mom came too. Yeah, which is a really fun visit, and it's it's always like a damn party. You always forget how big our family is until our family gets together, and right. you're like, it's like a party here. What happened? The wine was flowing, the food was eating, and children running around like savages. Right. I mean, it was super fun, and we're all sitting at the table, and I don't even know how it came up, but I said, well, it's not like we ever struggle to find mates. I mean, we just don't. No, ever. it's not. I don't recall ever really. <laughs> no. And mom turns yeah. to me and she goes, you know, it's so true. <laughs> like, it is true. If mom was widowed tomorrow, there'd be a line out the door. I think it's because we're a unique breed yeah. and guys like things that are different. They do. Know? They like the challenge. They, they definitely they like, like the challenge. They like the strange. So, <laughs> And we keep on bringing it. It's true. But so. it was a fun, yeah, it was a fun day. But by the end, you know... We all I think retreated. we were getting tired and started turning on each other. So we it was did time, turn- <laughs> time to go home. It was true. It's like we can only take so much of each other. Ollie, and it was really fun and everything. But we were like yeah. babies. We were overstimulated. We were. <laughs> and then, I mean, nobody has made a sound for three days. And all of a sudden, you're like, I'm so exhausted. It's like, I mean, my kids were filthy and feral looking <laughs> and asleep before we even got like I know buckled and it was so fun they were so tired it's and true. the next day they didn't ask to do anything they literally just like laid like little slugs on the Good. couch see because they were exhausted well they they were I think we were almost outnumbered by the children I mean, it was, it was a lot of them there. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fun, let's go ahead and review our ugly and awkward moments of the week. I don't know about you, but sometimes um, like when I'm doing housework or I'm doing dishes, I like to listen to music. Yes, me too. Or I'll listen to whatever podcast. So I ha- was happened to be listening to our show. It was the episode where, I don't know what it was, but Daryl like slow played in Bon Jovi. Oh, into... that was a couple of weeks ago. Right. So I'm doing the dishes. Victor's asleep because he's working graveyard. The kids are in the living room playing video games or watching TV. And I'm doing the dishes, and then all of a sudden, I hear this music, and it starts to get really loud. And so I go into the living room, and I'm like, turn that down. I'm like, your father is asleep. (laughs) And and the two kids just look at me completely puzzled. So I pluck off one of my earphones, because I have my headphones on. Yes. And 
what do I hear but silence? <laughs> the music was in my stupid earphones. It was when Daryl escalated the music You know, up. Paula, your children are always puzzled by you. I know. They are always puzzled by you. They just, so they looked, I'm like, never mind. I'm like, it was me. Go oh back to what God. you were doing. Everything's fine. Play as you will. <laughs> Play as you will. But I'm just like, I feel like such a dork because I don't know. Well, you, you are know. a dork, but that's okay because I'm a dork too. I don't want people to believe that I seize every opportunity to, you know, discipline my children. That's not the thing. Oh, you mean like our sister who literally sprints? She breaks into a (laughs) sprint whenever she thinks there's some kind of issue. I'm like, would you calm down? Your daughter is 19. Get over yourself. Overzealous. A bit. Well, you know what it is. I actually wanted to hit her really hard uh, towards the end of the evening. That doesn't shock me because she kept calling me fancy pants. What? And it was making me mad because <laughs> I've never even heard of that. She said it a couple of times and I said, okay, listen. What is fancy pants? I don't know. It's probably <laughs> because you have a lovely home. Well, it could be that or it could be that I'm, you know, a princess. You know, I can behave princessy. But I worked my ass off. You guys got a lot of good food and I prepared all of it from scratch. It's not like I have maids and servants walking around, you know. It's a lot of work, you know, but it was worth it. It was so worth it. Allison tends to have a warped sense of of what's actually going on so you mean like when i set down the last platter of food and she goes stephanie's an amazing cook (laughs) you're just never gonna let that go are you no i'm not because it was her awkward moment i wanted to mention it and stephanie's like oh thanks because she didn't realize and mom's looking at her like why so confused like why why would you say that right now she just doesn't (laughs) think within the realm sometimes none of us do that's what we are that's why i went out and yelled at my kids because i just assumed (laughs) that they were blaring music for some reason yes exactly and and i told them you know that they must be quiet and so i go out there yell at both of them (laughs) i'm just glad i didn't accidentally spank someone because i mean (gasps) have you ever done that where you've spanked someone (laughs) and only to realize they didn't do anything wrong you can't take it back story of our childhood but yes well yeah i mean yeah, yeah you just go you know what you did something earlier i'm or sure do, it'll be a pass for the next time so yeah. anyways that was my moment that I, is so funny i went out yelled at them for no reason and they're like well ne- another day in the hood i could have taken house. if i had just taken off my headphones i would have heard the crickets chirping and the deafening silence sometimes that happens to me though but it's because i have poor hearing that i'll think it's something and i'm like what is that what is that and i'll look and go, oh it's just me. It's just myself. <laughs> I, know, I, right? I didn't realize. Yeah. It happens so to me all the time. Funny. Well, this one's not. This is more of just, well, this is pure ugly, just an ugly moment because yeah. I didn't do anything embarrassing, embarrassing. It's just, you know, we do things without thinking sometimes and mm-hmm. no harm, no foul, but, you know, whatever. So I had picked up Malia. This was last week. I picked up Malia from school, especially when it's sunny. There's a lot of kids that walk home. So there's... A, just a throng of children walking because it's like 85 degrees. And all of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see two boys start to fight. And oh. I, the thing is, is that boys are dumb and they, they toss each other around. They, they grab their backpacks and fling it out into the street. I mean, they're stupid. Well, you got to make sure they're actually fighting and not exactly. just like goofing around. And there's always a lot of goofing around with boys. And we're driving and... I tend to forget that Malia attends school with these people. That's the problem, really, (laughs) is that she knows these people. 
And so, so anything that happens will reflect on her. It'll back on to her at some point in her day, the following day. So I try really hard to not do anything or yell at kids who are being stupid in the road or whatever because she's like, Mom, I know that person, you know, right. and I get that a lot. He's and in so my Spanish class. It's like, Mom, <laughs> you know, and so I'm like, all right, sorry, didn't mean to embarrass you. Sorry, sorry. So now I'm driving and I see these boys break out into a scuffle and I'm coming up upon them. They are seriously fighting. Uh-oh. Like hardcore fisticuffs. I don't like that. And so I rolled down my window and I slow way down, like, you know, like super slow, like I'm cruising. Right. And I turn and I yell, I'm like, hey, knock it off! <laughs> really loud. And there's like 20 kids watching. And then they all stopped. The two kids, like like a cartoon, mid fists in the air stop. And they turn and they look at me. And I'm like, as you will. Kept walking, and I just kept driving. I would have done one worse. I would have stopped and pulled on the emergency brake, hopped out, and be like, what the fuck are you doing? Knock you know, that shit off! You know what? Move on! <laughs> the, I will tell you why I didn't. Twofold. One, sometimes boys just need to fight it out. And I know that's a very unpopular opinion in this day and age, but sometimes boys just need to fight it out physically. That's how they get mm-hmm. it out. That's how they work things out. And then the next day, they're best friends. You know, some that's the way it is. That's just the way boys are. A lot of them are, I should say. Okay. Second, Malia is now shading her face and looking away as much as she can because she knows these boys. Right. And so the next day, and she, she didn't speak to me for the rest of the way home. Oh, whatever. Well, she's in, she's a middle school kid. They're, everything embarrasses them. I guess. So the next day, I picked her up and I said, so... Uh, did you know what happened with the fight and everything? And she goes, oh, yeah, they still totally hate each other. The one that got the one that, you know, quote unquote, lost totally deserved it because he has a big mouth and everyone hates him. And the older one just got sick of it and finally just popped him in the mouth. And now he doesn't now he doesn't do that anymore. And I'm like, see, that's why sometimes fights work. That now the kid so learned a lesson. Funny. He can't walk around thinking he won't be touched because he's not on school campus. So I actually did like a really bad one. This was, you know, many years ago when Zaya was in high school. Mm -hmm. But I picked her up and there was like three or four boys chasing this one boy. Ooh. And they were in a business and every time they caught up with them, they they started punching him. Ooh. So I had, remember our big red Dodge 1500 pickup truck that we had? Yes. Okay. I was driving that. So I gun it, and then I screech my tires right behind him, and I'm laying on the horn. Mm-hmm. I think I just yelled for them to like knock that shit off and let him go. Did they? And let so him it know? scared them all because the you know oh. this giant truck came blaring up behind him. Yeah. Well, then when I got to the light, I saw them doing it again. And I'm just like, so then I did the same exact thing. I blared up right behind them and I got out of my car and I'm like, I guess you didn't hear me, did you? And I'm like, you knock that shit off. And I said, you move your asses home now. Oh, my God. And so Zay's in the car. So eventually I they they just wouldn't leave the kid alone. So eventually I told the kid, I'm like, get in the car. I'm taking you home. Oh, my God. So I took him home and he was you could he was shaking. Well, it's adrenaline. Oh, my God. And well, there was four of them what did he do they just didn't like him 
They, you know, they there just, was literally no reason. No, they just they didn't like him. Yeah, he was different. I don't know what it was. And so um, I took him home. He thanked me. I asked Zay. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm like, did I embarrass you? And she's like, no, that was awesome. So the Aww. next day, the next day when she was at school, she was like a hero. <laughs> Oh, everyone, everyone was talking about the big red truck oh, that almost well, ran see, over. Oh, now that so that's a happy ending. Mine, mine was nothing. I, I just, you know, I'm sure they were talking about the mom that yelled out the window. <sighs> and you know, of course, I I pull away after I've screamed at these kids to knock it off, and the rest of them just went on their merry way. And then when I looked at my rear view, they were still they started fighting again. But, um, you know, it's I forget that I am not cool anymore. You know, I'm just a mother now. And so yeah. that's that's the problem. But Malia doesn't embarrass too easily. And she was fine with it. It's not like she was like, oh, my God, I hate you right now. It wasn't like that. She was just like, oh, dear. You know, it's one of those things like. <laughs> well, when you have eh. us as mothers. Exactly. You that's, just have to expect. <laughs> that's the thing. But well, anyway. I think you win because you embarrassed your child in front of many school friends. And that's, that's true. That's that usually, is a good one. That's typical ugly behavior. It is. So. And we don't care. So No, you don't. And you do it again. So I would. That's tomorrow. Good. Good for you. But yeah. all right, friends. Well, I think that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. Uh, hopefully you also enjoyed uh, the Bruce Jenner interview mm-hmm. and have your own thoughts and opinions about it. Uh, you can share them with us. That's always a plus. Uh, check yeah. us out on our Facebook or our Twitter. Yes. So please check out our website and we say goodbye. So goodbye. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. Be sure to check out UglyTruth.com, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, or, of course, the Ugly Truth mobile app for any past shows. And then every Sunday, you'll get a brand new episode. We truly appreciate you listening and sharing the ugly truth with your friends and family. Until next time, get all the truth you need at UglyTruth.com and stay ugly, my friends.